0: Welcome back, or for the first time, to Once Upon a Time in Adoptee Land, the podcast. During the pandemic that started in 2020, we have all had to think about restructuring our lives. Change is inevitable, so we're at a crossroads to make the adjustments. Before COVID-19, a theater reading was scheduled for May and then November. The play then evolved into an audio drama via this podcast. And the good news is you can listen from wherever you are without leaving your home. This episode is Act One of the Audio Drama Meant to Be. Act Two will follow a week from now. The year is 2017. Chicago is a world-class city and ranked as one of the best places people from all around the globe want a chance to experience for themselves. The beautiful architecture, rich cultures, and splendid dining is just the beginning of describing home to over 3 million people at that time. It is the third largest city in the U.S. Allow me to introduce you to one of its residents, a millennial by the name of Andre.
1: I want to take you back before my time. It seems like a long time ago. Over half a century. 53 years to be exact. But really, it isn't that long ago. A time of shame and secrecy surrounding unwed pregnancy was part of the culture during the 1960s. I know a few other things about the civil rights movement before that time. Like black people being denied so many rights afforded other people in this country. It really is no difference between adoptees and a closed system being denied a civil right, a human right to the original birth certificate. My generation has a brand new culture now, and we don't know too much about the past, but some of us like me have heard stories about way back then. Again, it really hasn't been that long ago. I'm going to tell you a little bit of what I've heard. During the height of the Civil Rights Movement in 1964, a baby was born to two Chicago teenagers and placed with the Chicago Child Care Society, an adoption agency in the city's Hyde Park community, where some of the bougie people live. While at the same exact time in history, a married couple on the far south side wanted to adopt a baby.
2: Hell, we've been married for a while now, and I want a baby I can be a mother, even if we haven't been able to get pregnant. We can adopt a baby. Well, not exactly a baby. Maybe a two-year-old.
3: Hmm. This means a lot to you. You keep talking about it.
2: Yes, I'm serious and ready to be a mother. All my friends are having babies. I can have one, too. We can have one, too.
3: I don't know about a baby or a two-year-old from a family we know nothing about. I don't know if it's such a good idea. Sure
2: it is. And I'm going to do everything in my power so we can get the ball rolling.
3: What's going to happen to my baby? Well... Like we told you over the phone, we are a state-certified agency with access to many wonderful prospective adoptive parents just waiting to love your little girl like she was their very own. And while we screen for the perfect family, your pretty little girl will be placed with one of our wonderful foster homes with other little children. She will have lots of toys and friends and we will continue routine inspections to make sure that this little angel is getting the best treatment.
1: Bonnie. Her
3: name is Bonnie. Make sure you put a whole name in there. B-O-N-N-I-E. I'm getting my baby back, miss. I might not be ready to be a mother, but I'm getting Bonnie. Do you hear me, miss? I'll be back for her. I just need you to get her good foster care until I can get on my feet again. You understand? Listen, I know this should be a difficult time for you, but you're doing the best thing for her, as we will also be doing. We just need your signature here and here. Let me read that once more. I love you, Bonnie. I'll be back for you, baby. I'll be back.
1: (laughs) This baby was placed in foster care for two years and then permanently placed through adoption to Halsey and Clarice Goster. She was named Jennifer, and the only information known about her original identity was the name Bonnie. B-O-N-N-I-E. That baby was my mother, and for her first 26 years, she didn't know one person biologically related to her. Man, that's deep. That's right. I would be the first person that she knew to be related by blood. Most of what I learned was from what was told to me, but some things I heard when Ma would just talk to herself in her sleep, as if someone else was in the room. Well, I guess she was asleep. I rarely disturbed her or woke her up during those times. And I wouldn't dare tell her, you were talking to yourself. I would just listen. But we'll get to that later. My mom is like no other person I know when it comes to figuring stuff out, even if it takes a while. And I don't mean just police work or solving Chicago crime cases assigned to her as a detective. Yep. By 2010, she had been a detective with the Chicago Police Department for 12 years, and it was all she ever wanted to do as a career. I mean, she's been an example to me of uh, how you just take time with each step, knowing that everything will come together like pieces to a puzzle. No matter what you're working on, no matter how long it takes, I think she got that from Grandma Ghostin. Granddad Ghostin died in 1991, just before I made a year old, so I don't remember him. Grandma died in 2002, and at the last minute, I spoke at her funeral. I was 11. I still miss being by her side because we were so close. In some ways, closer than me and Mom. Grandma goes and shared things with me that I never told Mom, at least not until around my 18th birthday. The year is
0: 2008. Andre is 18 and approaches his mother, seated on the porch of their home. He has just come from the local park district's basketball courts.
1: Hey Ma, I didn't know you'd be home so early. Oh my Lord, you smell like a basketball. Go on inside and take a shower, Andre. This is the three-point sweat. Five times, the last one for the win. At the buzzer three. For the lead with three minutes left. Plus, it was the go-ahead points. And we never looked back. Got the W. Okay. I can stand that kind of sweat. Ma, how you doing? What kind of question is that to ask your number one fan? It's a good question, Ma. You forget. I know you. You only work your cases at home whenever they are seriously complicated, or you're worried about something other than your caseload.
2: Yeah, well, you got me. But all is well, and I'm good. We're good. Just been thinking, that's all.
1: I see that, Ma. I do. I didn't think about it until last week at the basketball court. This kind of freaked me out, but I've been thinking about this ever since it happened. What? What happened at the basketball courts? I told you to call
2: me if anything happened to you at the basketball courts. I distinctly said, Ma, you need to keep your phone Ma, on. you.
1: Stop! Nothing bad happened. Can I explain? Just sit down and let me talk. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. What happened? Well, you know Keisha, who lives in the house with the big porch? Keisha? I should have known. That little fast thing. Forget it. Forget I said anything. Okay. Uh, Okay, Andre. I'll be quiet. So, Ma, I was at the park when Keisha walks up and says that she just left the house, and she saw me in line. When she walked to the courts, she asked me how I got there before her. I just played it off until my boy Craig showed up. He asked me why I got off the bus at Halstead Street and beat him back to the park. I ain't know what he was talking about. He swore, dude, looked just like me. So did Keisha. Ronnie heard him and he told him I had been with him for at least an hour. And that got me thinking, Ma. Okay, you've been thinking. About what, if I may ask? I've been noticing a change in you. Mm hmm. And? Well. Things have been a little different since. You know, since Grandma's been gone. Just a little bit, but still different. Well, maybe more than just a little bit. I miss her a lot, Ma.
2: I think you may be right. I have a real, really heavy workload. So yeah, I've been a little preoccupied and I agree with you. That's not what I'm talking about though, Ma. I have to put dinner on. You want to wait until dinner to talk.
1: Okay. Ma, here it is. I really felt... I don't know how to explain this. When Keisha told me she saw me and then Craig did too, I was actually a little bit excited to go see someone who looks like me. Especially when two people we have known for years tell me at the same time they couldn't tell someone they saw was really not me. I had this spark of wonder and surprise. I wanted to meet this dude. Then it dawned on me. Ma, I never felt like that. You know, like, eager to possibly see who this person is that Craig and Keisha saw. Man, then I thought, you have been feeling like that all your life. Yeah, it's kinda like that for me. Not yet, Ma, almost. Let me finish before I change my mind. So I was thinking, if I felt that way from just hearing that someone looks like me that I haven't seen, how you must have been feeling your entire life? Ma, grandma told me about you wanting to find your parents. She told me she wasn't supportive of you searching for your birth mother. She also told me she forbid you to even look for your birth mother. Grandma was sorry she did that. She told me to tell you that she was afraid, but that you should go look for your birth mother. When did she tell you this, Andre? About a year before she died. Why didn't you tell me? Because I didn't want you to go looking for someone who just gave you up, Ma. Who does that? If they loved you, they would have never just given you up. And what if their vibe is off? We don't need that. Andre, we don't know that.
2: That's what I need to know. I just feel that I was wanted and loved by members of my birth family, even though we didn't remain together. I wonder why I would feel so strongly about this. I believe I'm being called to the truth now. I just wanna know, not because I have to, but because I want to know.
1: I still disagree. You are my mom. Grandma is my grandma. We don't need any new people. I made a few quick and quiet stabs at searching for my birth mother,
2: but I got nowhere. I could not investigate too much, or your grandmother may have gotten wind of it. I couldn't hurt her feelings, so I stopped looking. Mostly out of love and my deep respect that I was wanted by your grandmother and your grandfather, but I never stopped yearning to see a mirror of who I am. To know who I'm related to by blood.
1: I feel you now, Ma. Probably more than I ever have before. When Keisha and Craig told me about someone who looked like me, I was really excited and curious. That's when I realized why you may have been so different lately, just not yourself. I think you need to find your birth mother. But she better be nice to you. To us.
2: Thank you, Andre. Maybe I will. Having your blessing on my search means a lot to me.
1: Ma, you've had many cases that stall. And every time you do one of two things, you either holler at the top of your lungs, hocus, pocus, focus, or most often, you get help from another detective. One more thing, Ma. I don't mind what happens next or what you find. Things always have a way of working out. I
2: believe that.
1: By May 2011, Ma had been married, divorced, and a mother to me for nearly 21 years. Grandma Ghostin really didn't tell me word for word that Ma should look for her birth mother, but I knew if I told her that she did, Ma would be encouraged especially since she seemed determined to find out who her birth mother and my other grandmother was.
0: The year is 2011, and Jennifer meets a post-adoption administrator with the Chicago Child Care Society, who handled her adoption in 1966.
3: You want to see your adoption filed, right? Yes. I was hoping to receive it. Unfortunately, not only won't you receive it, but you are only by law. By law, are you only able to view non-identifying information about your birth family. That means no names, addresses, phone numbers, etc. Basically, I can only share with you what you already know. The Illinois adoption law recently changed, and in time, you'll be able to see your original birth certificate if you don't already have it.
2: I really don't know much. I don't have my original birth certificate. So if I was named at birth,
3: I don't know my full name. I certainly won't be able to give you your birth name. I mean, what do you know? I don't know much. What about the hospital you were born at? I mean, were they able to give you some information?
2: I do know of the Salvation Army booth memorial hospital on the north side of Chicago. But they have no file on me. And, of course... I know that your agency handled my adoption.
3: I wish I could give you your original birth certificate among these other documents or the complete file I'm holding here. But by law, I can't. I hope you understand it's the law. And I'm not about to lose my job by breaking it. I do wish I could do more for you, and I empathize with your need to know more information about your beginnings, about where you come from and all. I'll take what you give me. Once we do our written report, we'll contact you with the non-identifying information from your file. It will cost you $100, and it usually takes about a month. We'll call you when it's ready. Will you be paying by check or cash today? Wow. A month?
2: I don't understand. But I look forward to your call. I'll be paying my check.
1: Ma began reading everything she can get her hands on and attending events to meet other adoptees. She took the traveling near and far to be with members of adoption community. She wanted to know what everyone had to say about the subject. She realized that her connection with all these people were very important because she wanted to be in reunion with her birth family. I was still on the fence about all of this being a good idea, but me being in my feelings wasn't going to help her. After all, if this was important to her, then it was important to me. I was beginning to somewhat make a connection to the significance of our personal family history. If I was adopted... I would want to know who my biological mother was. I really couldn't even imagine not knowing Mom or having to search for her because she gave me up as a baby or not having my original birth certificate. It was around this time that Mom met Militia Mitchell at a party. She's a birth mother in Reunion and a strong advocate for adoption reform. Militia, I've
2: heard so much about you. You look just like your picture. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Jennifer.
3: Hey, it's good to meet you, Jennifer.
2: I heard you and state rep Sarah Feigenholz played a big part in getting Illinois' adoptions laws changed.
3: Yes, 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 yes. The passage of HB 5428 was a 14-year battle. I think Sarah and I were the only two soldiers who were there for the firing of the initial shots and made it all the way to this historic day.
2: I'd like to stay in touch and and do my search through your foundation once I have a little more information. I believe someone told me you were a search angel.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the many things I've been called over the years. What do you know about your birth and adoption? Did the agency give you any background information? Age of your mother? Any siblings? And if so, their ages? You know, that sort of thing. No,
2: nothing. All I know is the name Bonnie and my date of birth. The administrator I met at the agency said that my last name wasn't common, but it wasn't exactly uncommon either. Whatever that means. She refused to give me the name, even though she was staring at a piece of paper that had the name on it as she was telling me this. She also mentioned that I had lived with a foster family for my first two years.
3: Well, once you get your OBC, for example, your original birth certificate, the one that was issued at the time of your birth and has only been sealed since you were formally adopted at the age of three, I'd be happy to help you. Unless your birth mother decides to opt out of having her identity revealed to you, I should be able to find her.
2: Oh, is the new Illinois law what they call
3: compromise legislation? (laughs) I call it... We got as much as we could legislation. We really had no choice. It was either accept this small compromise or keep 99.99% of information for who knows how long.
2: Oh no, should I be worried?
3: Not at all. Based on the research we've done at the foundation, the chances of your birth mother going to the trouble of requesting anonymity are like one in a thousand.
2: Really? Only one in a thousand?
3: Exactly. Like one-tenth of one percent. That's what we're projecting. See, most mothers, myself included, have yearned to know what happened to the babies they surrendered for decades. But the adoption industry would like everyone to think that we're a bunch of hard-hearted Hannahs who carried a baby for nine months, signed a bunch of papers, and never looked back. Wrong. Anyway, once you get your original birth certificate, give me a call and we'll get your search started.
2: As soon as I hear anything, I'll be in touch.
3: Good. In the meantime, if there's anyone, I mean anyone you can think of who might have information about your birth and adoption, even the foster family could be helpful. Find them and then pump them for more information. I mean, didn't Sarah tell me you were a police detective? Getting people to talk should be right up your alley.
1: Ma was looking to get out of any boxes that the Illinois Adoption Law had created for her and hundreds of thousands of other adoptees all over this country. The fact in 2011, only eight of the 50 states will allow adoptees to possess the original birth certificate was tripped out. I still can hardly believe that most adoptees in this country right now are being denied an equal right. They only have a right to their amended birth certificate, a document that lists the adoptive parents as giving birth to the adoptee. The ABC is not an entirely truthful document about what took place on adoptee's actual date of birth. After all these years under a closed system, that mended birth certificate, that ABC does not contain the truth.
2: Desiderata, speak your truth quietly and clearly and listen to others. Be yourself. Be gentle with yourself. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be, and whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep at peace with your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken
0: dreams, it is still
2: a beautiful world.
0: Jennifer sees a lone man in the hallway of a building fitting the description of someone she's looking for.
2: Hey, Danny. Uh, My name is Jennifer, and here's a picture of me and your mother. I believe she took care of me for two years as my foster mother in 1964.
1: Say, what? That's my mother, all right. Sure is a long time ago, but what's your name again? Jennifer, but I was Bonnie back then. (laughs) You scared me. I thought you was the police at first. The way you snuck up on me, good thing you showed me that picture off right. Actually. Bonnie, come on inside and let's talk about this first. Have a seat. I can't believe you have a picture of my mother from all those years ago. Look here. Tell me again. What happened to you? I was
2: in foster care for two years with your family. You were about ten years old back then. You don't seem to remember.
1: No, I don't. That was a long time ago. But seriously, how did you find me?
2: Um, a bit of detective work.
1: No, I don't remember you, Bonnie. But let me just call my brother. Is it possible to talk to your mother? I'm sorry, Bonnie. She passed many years ago. Dad, too... Hey, brother, you won't believe this, but Bonnie is sitting here with me, and she has a picture of Mama holding her. Yeah, Bonnie. Bonnie. B-O-N-N-I-E. You say you remember her, Bonnie? She's trying to find her people. Here, talk to her. Hello? Yes, I'm Bonnie
2: from over 40 years ago. You helped your mother take care of me. Once I get my original birth certificate this year, I should learn my full name at birth. It's good to speak with you, too. Thank you. Thank you, Danny.
1: Yeah, bro. I'll call you later. I don't know. She found me. I'll call you back. Bonnie, what's taking you so long to look for your people? You how old now? And how are you feeling about being away from your people so long? I'm 47,
2: and I don't have a good answer for your question except the time to search was meant to be now. I'm finally starting to get in touch with my feelings, but not quite there yet. As the police, you typically don't get emotional or focus on your feelings.
1: Say what? You the po-po? That's how you found me?
2: Yeah, (laughs) yep. That's one way to look at it. And... What I do believe, what I know, is your mother cared for me from four days old. Being in foster care for for that long makes it significant for me to reunite with you and your family.
1: (laughs) I let the po-po into my home. Now, that's a first. I see. You still finding out how you feel. I'll help you any way I can, Bonnie. I know my mother loved you. We all loved you, Bonnie. Even if I don't remember much from a long time ago, I do know that we were a loving family, especially my mother. She was a woman full of love. If there is anything I can do, just let me know. Give me your number so we can keep in touch. Once I get
2: my original birth certificate, I'll be calling you. As far as what I'm starting to feel now is that I'm worthy, so worthy of knowing the truth.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Simple as that. You're worthy of knowing your truth. I look forward to it. Hey big bro, how you doing? You remember the baby Bonnie? Mama took care of her in 64? Yeah, the foster baby. No, she found me. She was just here and showing me a picture of mama holding her back then. <laughs> First, I thought she was the popo, Then I didn't. But turns out that I was right for the first time. She's looking for people. Do you know anything? Because she's trying to find them. Little bro said he doesn't know anything either. You remember anything, call me back. She might be the law, but she needs to find her people. Simple as that. If you know someone we can call... Hit me back. She just left, but I have her phone number. I got a feeling she's going to find her people with or without us. I just wonder what took her so long to find us, and why now?
0: That concludes Act One of Meant to Be. Thank you for being here, and I hope you will return for Act Two next week, The Conclusion. If you seek to be an ally of the adoption community, I hope you will consider making a donation to keep the show going at patreon.com forward slash adopteeland. Your contribution allows me to present a weekly episode free of advertisement and is greatly appreciated to add a valuable resource to the adoption community.